Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked. Hello, welcome again to The Bible Unmasked, Episode 33. We are so glad you are here joining us again and um, Dexter, we are, we have some amazing guests with us today, and do you want to introduce them? Definitely. Could I introduce the topic first? Yeah, go so for it. So the topic is safeguarding our relationships and deepening our connections. Um, so we're going to talk friendships, we're going to talk relationships, and so I was thinking, okay, who, who at Plantation Church are we close to? Who are some of the people that uh, our besties and you all have seen them on the bible and mass several times before so Ooh. welcome again shanley and rebecca calliard Woo -woo. Hey. thank you hey, hey, thank you, you for having us hey. <laughs> okay good well we are so glad to have you with us again and we are glad that our audience here is signing in and watching and um we want to welcome our audience as well. So um, Dexter already, you shared a little bit of our theme. So how did you choose this from the second and third John? Yeah, you know, um, John had a big concern. A lot of um, Gnosticism was creeping into the church. A lot of people who were saying that Christ really, um, the, 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 the person that died on the cross was a phantom and not the real person. So a lot of false belief was creeping in the church. And John, John had an agenda of encouraging them in these two letters to stick together, strengthen your relationships, um, build, deepen your friendship uh, in order to protect against error and false doctrines. You would think that to protect against false doctrine, you should just know the correct doctrine. John said, yes, you know the truth, but more than knowing the truth is you have to be in community with truthful people. Um, and that's where the, the theme of safeguarding our relationships um, for first, for second John, and then deepening our connections um, for third John. And um, again, you know, uh, because we have grown close to the Kaliads, especially during the pandemic, um, I wanted us to kind of discuss, you know, we didn't grow up knowing each other. Um, we are, we have recently become close to each other. How has that come about? What were some of the significant turning points where we started trusting each other? And how does that relate to the book of second and third John? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Well, before we begin here, let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, I thank you for this time where we can dive into your word again and where we can talk about real life and how your word relates to our, our life that's happening now. And um, I pray that you would um, speak through us and that those who are listening may be blessed and um, that we would just continue to grow in our knowledge of you and and. Um, with the people around us. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 
Amen. Okay, so let's grab our Bibles. If you don't already have it, go get your Bible and turn to um, 2 John near the back of your Bible there, a little bit before Revelation, and we're going to be looking at, so 2 John and 3 John, they both have just one chapter, so we're going to be looking here now at verse 1. The elder to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth. And our tip from this is pray that the people from which you seek affirmation and validation share your highest values. So our question is, how do you ensure that those from whom you seek affirmation and validation share your highest values? Mm. I think that's a good one, Liz. That's a good one because like we shared um, in episode 23, when you talked about people pleasing, you, we can't help people please to an extent, but what you want to do is please the people that please God. Seek to first please God, and then the people who please God will be pleased with you. It's, it's a similar concept. You, you want people who share your values. If you want to impress somebody, and you will want to impress somebody, impress those who share your values. Um, and, you know, um, Lyndon abandoned his Sabbath school class. Lyndon, I'm calling you. Shan, you've been a part of the class for what? Uh, 20 years or so? A long time, right? 30 years. 30 years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and um, so during, during, <laughs> during, during the pandemic, a lot of classes went on Zoom. And I, I remember um, we were, I asked the group, I'm like, well, why don't you guys go on Zoom too? And they're like, well, go on Zoom if, if you teach the class. And that's something I really never wanted to do. Uh, but, but Linda, Linda had left us for Damascus or wherever. Chose <laughs> the IT department above his beloved class. <laughs> um, so, I, so I started teaching the class and um, Shanna, Rebecca, you know, were mainstays. Rebecca would make a cameo appearance whenever she heard her name being called. Um, and, and then in November of 2020, we had a, um, we had a really ugly experience. We, we lost um, our baby um, with a miscarriage and I shared it with the class. You know, because, you know, I, I, I really believe in building community. That, that's one of the most important aspects of church for me is finding people among whom you could be naked and not ashamed, that you could be vulnerable. You don't have to wear masks. And I shared it with the class. It was, you know, and then um, Shan reached out to me and he said, I want to talk with you um, later when you have some time. And, I, you know, I, I thought, well, maybe he wanted to ask me a real estate question or ask a question about something we discussed in the class. Um, and then he shared that they had a similar experience and it was coming up to a year. And um, I, I mean, Shan, that's almost two and a half years ago, right. but it really moved me. I, I really felt connected with you in a way I didn't before. You were no, you were no longer just the guy with the big afro, um, <laughs> but you, you be, you became, you became somebody that I could look up to. I could, you know. So and then you shared. You said, you know what? 
when we talk about miscarriage, people, you know, of course, the woman bears the brunt of it, but nobody realizes that the, the man also, the father, Absolutely. suffers loss. Um, and I didn't have anyone to relate to until you shared. And I know a lot of women in our church has had miscarriages um, because we shared it with a, a, a group that we belong to and all the women in the group, that was so crazy, had the very same experience. In fact, one of them said, I had one this very week also mm. that you guys wow. had. Uh, wow. So that was a turning point for me in our relationship. I don't know about you guys. What was the turning point for you guys when you said, you know what? This family is cool. Uh, I'll let Rebecca go first. Okay. Yeah, I have a, um, a story. I remember um that that time but I would say when we got closer for me was when we started coming over your house and hanging out um in the backyard during the pandemic <laughs> and you you um Dexter asked really detailed not really detailed but you asked uh questions that were in depth almost like we were on an interview <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, you know. So um at that point I had to decide, okay, well, we're getting real deep in these conversations. Like, do I want to go that deep with him? Yeah, they, they're okay. They're okay. I like these guys. You know, it was it was nice. We had we had fun together, hanging out. We all felt safe, you know, in the backyard, um, hanging out during the pandemic in the outdoors. Our kids were playing and you know, we shared a lot of similar values as well. Like, like they were saying your highest values. We shared those. So, yeah, I was like, it's, it's okay. We're okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think having kids similar age, and you, you're correct, Becky, because we weren't among those that thought the pandemic was uh, um, a made-up thing. Um, we thought it was real. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really wanted to be safe. I mean, I was teasing Shan the other day. I'm like, man, you because Shan used to walk with this big thing and spray down the the um the, the big sanitizer in a spray gun almost and spray oh, down yes. the sides at the park. <laughs> I was telling Shan, I'm like, man, you guys started relaxing. He's like, no, you flew the other day. I'm not relaxing. You went on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on here, um, we're going to go to verse five now of chapter one there. It says, and now I ask you, lady, not as writing to you a new commandment, but the one which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. Mm-hmm. And our tip here is the better systems we have in place to remind us of our principles of love is the more grounded our relationships would be. And our question is, how do we remind ourselves to be consistent with the principles that nourish our relationships? Wow. Wow. It's a good one because this could work for your personal marital relationship or it could work also for friendships. Um, And I like what John is doing here. I I like that he is reminding them of of how loved they are. But Liz, I share this with you that I have every day for the last year or so I have kept a love Liz list where every day I write what are the three things I love about Liz I appreciate about Liz because 
sometimes my love, my love cup diminishes. Um, and I need to remind myself, okay, this is why we are in this relationship. Um, but Shan, you, you did something amazing a week or so ago. Um, we had a beaten up house in Point Roberts, Washington, and we didn't have a clue. I don't, I don't, I don't even see the house. <laughs> and Liz would have a clue how to fix stuff. And Shan said, you know what? Send me the inspection. Send me the, um, FaceTime me. Let me see. And then we can talk about what's the urgent things to repair. The, the, and, and then you shared with us later that God kind of put that on your heart. But that to me felt like, like love. Like you thought about us and you're like, let me check up on these jokers that don't know what they're doing to see if I could help them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have any other ways that, what systems that you have in place to, to keep up with friends or just keep up with, you, with, with your marriage, how, how, you, you know, how you strengthen and safeguard those relationships. Well, um, so uh, for me, I, I think I don't feel qualified to answer, but I want to answer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I actually have a problem with, and not problem with, but safeguarding relationships and making sure that they stay healthy is not my strongest point. It's actually uh, Rebecca's strongest point. Um, she has often said, like, hey, call this person, talk to that person, reach out. That's how you build relationships. Um, and, uh, and I'm I'm not of the same cloth you know i'm not like that I, i'm more of like eh, well we'll get together you know we will uh connect um but you know you guys said some things a, a few weeks a few weeks ago a few months ago is that you guys feel really blessed about some of the friendships that you guys have and i that moved me in a way where i didn't think about friendships as a blessing you know i didn't mm -hmm. think about the type of people that's in my life that are, in, in my opinion, you know, as someone in my Sabbath school would say, predestined. <laughs> you know, to be there, I just, I, I never, never thought about it. But in that, um, I'm finding that I have to actively make a list of the people that I value and what it is that I value and, and tell them about it. Um, yeah, I hope that answered the question. That's good. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the quote you were talking about from us is when we were talking about good friendships is like having lucky breaks. Well, bless right. them, a word, of course, because right. they're so hard to come by. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think like for me with you guys, the pandemic was really hard. Oh, it was yeah. very lonesome, you know, uh -oh. and I, I'm a guy travel and I'm, I'm Casper, you know, I'm Casper, the friendly ghost. Mm -hmm. um, I like going around mingling with people. I like entertaining, being entertained. And all of that got taken away during the pandemic, you know, and it's just me, Liz and Teliza. I mean, they're nice people, but um, <laughs> it's just two faces you're seeing. I want to, I want to see a hundred. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so boom, the Kalyads. You know, um, we have a preschooler together. We mm -hmm. love God together. We share the same values in terms of raising our, our, our child. Um, both of us 
have just one picnic. Um, <laughs> so, so many things. We love entrepreneurial stuff. You know, we could share business ideas together. We started doing the finance seminar together. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, this, this is magic, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, because we haven't had a couple that we've hung out with consistently like you guys since we got married. Um, so I, I know this is not an everyday thing, uh, which is why I, I cherish friendships all the more. Right. I like what you said, Shan, too, about telling people, um, you know, it's not, we don't, um, like how they say, you know, when somebody's passed away and then, you know, it's at the funeral that all the good things are said about them, um, you know, and you want it to be said, you know, when they're alive and to their face, you know, so right. it's much nicer to hear that. Um, I think it's also about just being real with people too. And um, we were joking before, and I'm going to say it now, you know, around your friends, <laughs> you can just be yourself like we are right now in our regular clothes, <laughs> not, always, not always all top of the notch, um, dressed to the high tilt or something, um, just to be yourself with, with people. And, you know, when you're vulnerable, um, then, you know, it kind of breaks down those walls and people can be vulnerable around you too. That's true. That's true. Just being real. That's how community is built. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're not being ourselves yeah. because I saw Rebecca kind of fixing up before the interview. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, that's, that's true. Watching that, who knows the word? <laughs> we don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to add to that, that we all connected in different ways. Like we each connected you know in different ways because Liz and I were in I was in her um bible study class no 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 not bible study class oh, the what bible craft yes the bible craft yeah. yeah and um this was uh where Liz was teaching classes to the kids uh in the middle of the week it'll be um a craft like an arts and crafting um based around a bible story and the kids loved it, you know, and um, and we started like hanging out afterwards <laughs> on there. So the kids get, eat lunch together. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Together. Yeah. Wow. But, but and, even, uh, even before that, remember Stellan would, would come to um, Cradle Roll. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Cradle Roll with Stellan came to Cradle Roll. Yes. Liz sent that to me. And, um, and he joined, so that was cool. And then um, we started chatting afterwards because we both kind of was up late doing mommy stuff, right, in our households um, when everybody was sleeping. So we text about um, upcoming things or something. And then Liz invited me to um, the farm. She invited me to the farm to meet up and she's like, um, she didn't know this, but I was in the house during the pandemic. I didn't go anywhere. And she, she wrote, she texted me, Hey, we're thinking about, well, we're going to the farm. It's open, you know, um, and it's during the week. So a lot of people are not there. Would you be interested in meeting us there? And I thought, wow, this is so cool. She's like explaining everything, all the concerns, which is cool, you know? 
and um and we met up at the at the farm and it was cool because it was my first time getting out and it, i felt safe you know Every, everything was was cool there were chickens and, and pigs walking around <laughs> <laughs> like nobody's business <laughs> exactly exactly and it was nice it was nice so um stellan and i met up with um your whole family actually because next to you were there too yeah. And we walked around and stuff, and I thought, wow, okay, you know, there is some peace that we can have while walking around during pandemic. So that was good. I always tell Liz, thank you for getting me out of the house. Wow. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> getting me back out there. Yeah. Okay. I would like us to, we're going to continue on here now, and we're going to go to um, verse 10 and 11. And it says, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house and do not give him a greeting. For the one who gives him a greeting participates in evil deeds. So our tip is there are consequences to not having boundaries, but clear on what these are. And our question is, how do you go about establishing and communicating the boundaries you need to protect your relationships? Wow. Who wants to tackle this one? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I could tell you, Becky, I remember, you know, sometimes you have these prelude to, to things you want to say that you know you probably shouldn't be saying. I, <laughs> I, said, that, I said to Becky, you know, I want to ask a question, but I don't know if I should. I feel like, well, don't. <laughs> In your face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't ask it. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't even process that after that. You just froze me up. <laughs> well, don't. But, but the, the, the best, um, the, the best of relationships need boundaries. According to one friend of mine, there are limits to the best of friends, best of friendships. And and mm. I maturity says that we understand that and we're okay with that. John, you know, I read this and I'm like, John, you're like a Pharisee, dude. What do you mean don't invite people to your house? That's kind of being unkind, you know? But John is like, look, you, if you partake in evil, you're, you're an evildoer. Mm. You're an evildoer. So you set boundaries. Mm. And, I think, and I think healthy relationships are healthy because they have healthy boundaries. Uh, and people who don't respect boundaries that you set up, they generally don't respect you. And, and I'm not talking about people who don't know about your boundaries. When you are specific and clear about your boundaries and they're still violated, those are not, those are not genuine friends. I'll just put that out there. Right, right. Genuine mm -hmm. friends. Why, yeah, I agree. Why don't we tackle second, I mean, third John. Third John. And this one I really focus on. Now, how do you, so they're safeguarding your friendship from first, second John. And third John now there is, deepening your friendship how do we get deeper so you guys we have been friends um we appreciate each other we affirm each other we have we have cried together i knew we were getting tight when i saw liz crying in front of you guys you know yeah. how do we go deep now is, is is what i think third john begins to address what do you have for us okay let's go to verse two here beloved i pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. 
Though our tip is a way to deepen our relationships is having good intentions for others' well-being, wishing the best for them and becoming specific with our affirmations of them. Mm. And our question is, how could we become intentional about becoming consistent with wishing the best for others and sharing it with them? Wow. Shan, I think you answered that. I think you answered that when you talk about making a list. I, I have a I have a deepening or friendship story. Mm-hmm. Um, we were we were selling a house in Northport. Um, kind of older house, rundown house. We've never <laughs> I I bought the house long before it became popular. Sight unseen, no pun intended, right? But I I buy all my house sight unseen. Um, so I didn't want to go in a hotel. Um, so I'm like, Liz, why don't we just have a, an adventure during this pandemic? Why don't we take an air mattress and go camp in the empty house? <laughs> and Liz, I don't know, she got the courage. And she said, yeah, let's do it. And then I, and then I said, and then we felt like squatters. <laughs> we were, it was crazy. We, we were ashamed to tell the realtor what we were doing. We should have seen how we were docking this lady with our own house. <laughs> and then to make matters worse, I'm like, why don't we invite the Calliards? Maybe, maybe they want some adventure too. <laughs> and the Calliards, as crazy as my invitation was, they said, yeah. <laughs> Sean is like, in the middle of the week, why not? Why not? And then fast forward now. So this is January. Fast forward now, the middle of the middle of March. I bought an old RV and I sight unseen again, but this time, oh boy, <laughs> RV was a mess. It had mold. And I was so ashamed. Because oh, wow. I wanted Rebecca to check it out for me because you guys have rented RVs. And I was so ashamed. I'm like, Liz, I don't think I want to, I want them to see this RV. I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> and Shan is like, so I told them, I told that to Shan. Shan is like, you're embarrassed to show us the RV. You're one trip too late. We saw the Northport house. That house was <laughs> When you open the pipe, I mean, the water was, it was sulfur water. The toilet were black because of the water. I'm like, I'm like we rented people this list? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. And Shana and Rebecca stayed in this with us. They are friends. Trust me. <laughs> they are real friends. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was friend. true camping. That was true camping. That was real camping. That was roughing it. But yeah. that's mm-hmm. when I knew, you know what? These guys, you could trust them with your worst. Yeah. yeah. And no. we made something out of it, too, because you, you got that RV out of there real quick, you know? So that was good. Oh, well, uh, you, uh, you, Kurt, I'm so happy I was, I, I, I decided to let you guys in my shame because as soon as I realized how far gone the RV was, I'm like, I need to sell it. And <laughs> I was like, well, why don't I post it for you on OfferUp? We sold that RV in like 30 minutes. Somebody agreed to buy it. They came and they saw it um, the next day and they brought the money. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, that was I've awesome. one of the big grateful moments I have, Becky, um, that you helped me with that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Liz too. Liz is like, don't make no money. Just get rid of it. Get rid of it. 
you know, yeah, I, I was I was happy that you showed it to us because I was like, you know, these are things it, I learned a lot from that experience too because, you know, you said I learned from it. Sometimes you know it doesn't make sense to push, push, push for something that you want. You know when you you assess the damage, and you said, "Gotta go. It has to go. I'm out. I'm out of this RV game." Just like that, I said, "Wow, that's amazing." You know, and then, and then you know, I didn't want you to be stuck with it. You know, for some reason, when you said that, I said, "No, let's see if we can sell this thing real quick." for you so that I learned a lot from that and I'm glad that you shared it with us because yeah we all learned something from it yeah you all saved in fact on that same offer up Shan we had a guy <laughs> at West Palm Beach who wanted to trade us he wanted to trade us a jet ski <laughs> a boat oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you should see Shan and I going back and forth uh, what else he has? What else he has? <laughs> he has a tanning machine. Liz is like, but that's cancerous. I'm like, but it's, it's two thousand dollars. <laughs> Liz, this is like, this is like, where are we gonna put a boat? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you were gonna say something. Yeah, you know, Proverbs, Proverbs, of course, has a lot to say on that stuff as well, has a lot to say about life. But in Proverbs 3, 27, it says, do not withhold um, something good from those who deserve it. And so if your friends, right, if your friends, family, doesn't matter, if they deserve something good, if that's an uplifting message, or even a, a thought, an authentic, uh, loving thought, you should share it, you should share it with them. You should share with them. And so I would, I, and this is something recently that I've learned is that, um, you know, it's really, really important to, to share how you feel and also the importance of a relationship to the people that mean the most to you, you know, and don't wait, don't wait till things get rough. No, say it now, say it now. When you feel it, say it now, you know, it may feel awkward, especially for guys, uh, you know, I'll speak from a guy's perspective. Guys don't normally call each other and say, hey, you know, I just want to tell you that I really love the way you, you know, uh, talk to me. We don't talk like that, right? Don't, don't do that to me, Shani. Do not yeah, do exactly. That. It's not going to happen. Under no circumstance. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, guys will say something like, hey, I just want to say that I really appreciate the way you look out, you know, and then that's it. And then we'll go on for something else, go on to something else. Uh, but no matter the, the language, just, you know, take Proverbs 3.27 to heart. I like that. I, I was going to say to you, don't do that to me, especially in that low Barry, Barry White voice you just <laughs> went into. I thought he was good because he's bringing us back to the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, he did, he did. He did. He did. That he's was like, a nice. Yeah, nice transition. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you're, you're straight with your RV story, though. You're straight. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Professor Shadley. Yeah, I'm impressed with family. Um, my was I was going to just say is is when I was listening to everybody talking was just about how we do life together. Yeah. And and experiences together, and I think that is um, going to that question back there. I'm going to keep us rolling here and we're going to go um, to verse three now. For I was very glad when brethren came and bore witness to your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. 
And so our tip here is to become happy for others is a measure of unselfishness, but to be happy about their spiritual growth is wanting for others what Christ wants for them. Wow. And um, our question is, how do you learn about your values based on what you celebrate the most in others? Wow. Wow, Miss Liz, that's good questions. Let me let me say this. I read this somewhere and I love it. Did somebody wrote, you know, if you look for if you look for good that people are experiencing to celebrate it, you will always be happy. You always have things to celebrate. I don't get it why people go on Facebook or Instagram and have envy and jealousy um, in terms of well, this one have this and this one have that. No. You celebrate the good that people are experiencing and it, it, it gives you more things to look forward to. Some of it would rub off on you. You know, you, you, the, the reason I have friends that do really well, that are extremely prosperous is because they know that I am genuinely happy with their prosperity. I don't envy them. Um, you know, I'm genuinely happy. And it's the same thing with, with you guys. You know, I am always... Besides the, besides the fact that I, I pray for you, you know, in my Liz and I pray for you when we have our worship time by name, but I'm excited when you guys um, have your successes, you know, Shan, when you do your online business or Becky, when you start writing your book um, or you were doing your Airbnb, I'm genuinely excited. You know, when, when Stellon, when I hear how Stellon reads as a, even when he was three, I'm like, good grief. This kid is amazing. And I start praising the parents, you know, uh, whether the parents deserve the credit or not. I start praising <laughs> the parents. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I, I love that. And I, but I like the point you made more so not most. It's good to celebrate people's successes, but I think more so when they have success in Christ, when the character is being beautified by the savior. And I think that's a way to deepen relationships when you are genuinely celebrating the successes and the progress you see in one another. You know, I'm going to add uh, something. Uh, I'll just share this. And this is not something that we spoke about uh, before. Um, the past few months, well, this year, I've probably suffered some of the darkest moments in my life. Very, very dark, very challenging. Um, and out of it, many things came out of it. But one thing that really, really came out of it is, uh, God has told me that you have to allow, um, you have to allow him to work on people. You have to allow him to be, to meet people where they're at. Right. Because we're, he met you where you're at. Right. right. He met me where I was at. And so he will meet other people where they're at. And you have to allow him to do that. And he will. Um, and then when he does, is to recognize it and to celebrate it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is your deep episode, brother. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. I'm celebrating that insight that you just had. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Okay, let's keep going now to our final question, which actually takes 2nd John and 3rd John, because they both end very similarly. 
Um, but I'm going to be reading from 3 John 13 to 15. I had many things to write to you, but I am not willing to write them to you with pen and ink. But I hope to see you shortly, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be to you. The friends greet you. Greet the friends by name. Uh, so our tip here is expressing intimacy are key ways of building successful friendships. And our question is, what kinds of friendships need face-to-face -face interactions? What was the question from first, from second, second John? John? That one um, was, is our wish for face-to-face -face an indicator of our closeness to people or different ways of connecting? And our tip there was also communi communicating closeness. You know, I, this is such a, a interesting thing because second and first John, like you said, ends the same way, the whole idea of face-to-face. Mm -hmm. you know, there are different kinds of relationships or different kinds of friendships. And I think understanding that is really helpful. You know, there are friends that are like for me, I, I have, I call them my prosperity friends, mm -hmm. friends that I just talk business with. We don't talk relationship. We don't talk life per se. We just talk business and we are happy about that. Right. And we are good for that. They're not good in giving advice. They're not good for counseling. They're just good to talk business. There are other friends that are great with, with just with just day-to-day -day life. We just catch up on life. We pray for each other, um, that kind of thing. Um, you know, um, you know th that's like your spiritual connecting friends. But right. then they have friends that are just good to hang out with. They're good to play dominoes. They're good to play yeah. ball. Um, and I think understanding the different types of friendships and the different um, people in your life that fulfill those different roles, it helps you to be at peace instead of thinking that one friend should be everything, everything. Um, to you. But, but so I'm straying a bit because the question I have is, this is a struggle, especially in the age of Zoom. Um, and, and for us, because we've traveled to Canada for six months um, and we've still been able to connect with you guys on Zoom. We've, you know, we haven't been faithful, but we've still kind of stayed in touch. Right. Um, is is John face to face thing just idealistic, or so there are relationships that's okay on the phone, that's okay remote, and then some relationships that really need face to face? All right, I'm, I'm excited about this one, so I got to jump in. Uh, whoever's going to talk, they're going to have to wait. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I actually think it's a bit generational, um, which is, hear me out. I think it's generational because you have uh, the millennials, right? And you have some people or some, yeah, some people born at a certain time who genuinely prefer and they feel connected to each other or their friends over a device and not sitting next to each other, right? Um, I'll take it even as far as, I've, I've heard a story where there are, <laughs> there are two high school uh, friends, they, they were right next to each other, right? And they were both on their phones, both on their phones. And they, you're looking from the outside and one of them types something and the, one, the other person goes, <laughs> and they laugh. The person laughed at what the other person said on the device as opposed to just talking to them, talking to each other and having that moment there, they had it through a device. So what I'm saying is, I think it's all, it's generational. Some generations prefer to, to do it over 
technology. Now, back then, of course, they didn't have technology the way we have it now. Um, and so community was probably way deeper than it is for us now. Um, but for me, who, who dabbles in both you know, the technology and the face-to-face, -face, I prefer the face-to-face. -face. The fact that we're doing this on Zoom, I can appreciate it. It's awesome, but it's not a substitute. Um, but for, say, millennials and people uh, younger than that, they actually may prefer doing it on uh, or connecting by way of some device and not face-to-face. -face. I hope that that... Oh, that, that, that you brought up something I didn't even think about. And I like what you did with that, Shan, because firstly, you're like, stop judging. Mm. Stop judging people's mode of communication as less than, um, you know, or useless. Right. Because it's the way they grew up communicating. Um, you know, and, and if, if, if a lot of us didn't have Zoom, we may have gone into deep depression. Oh, yeah. You know, especially during this, this crazy pandemic. Um, but I, I agree with you, though. I, I, I do think that if we're talking ideals, mm -hmm. you want to be face to face. You want to look each other in the eye. You want to look at each other's body language. Um, mm -hmm. you, you, want, you want that presence. You want yeah, to be present. Because I know, sorry to interrupt. I know that... Um, like when Shan, you're telling a story or something and you laugh, it's yeah. like contagious and it makes the story even funnier. <laughs> so having that, um, like seeing you laughing and, and hearing and everything, it's that face-to-face -face interaction. Right, right. Makes it more richer. It does. It <laughs> it's does. more richer. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 So so do, do you guys have your final takeaway? um from friendship or anything we discussed from second and third john final takeaway all right there's no final takeaway okay i'll i'll add a little something i've been quiet for a while so i'll add um something to it this came to mind actually dexter when you said when you asked that is that um you know we could write to each other that builds um, intimacy, right? Um, people get closer writing to each other. Um, we could call on the phone, which probably wasn't, uh, was non-existent during that time when Paul wrote that letter. I mean, John wrote that. And um, what else? We can, uh, let me see, call on the phone. But face-to-face -face is really, really helpful. I think face-to-face, -face kind of solidifies, you know, um, the relationship, even though talking on the phone is, you know, talking and writing to each other is big, but um, seeing each other face to face and interacting in person um, kind of solidifies it. I think that's why Paul must have written that. Cause you know, like, um, <clears throat> yeah, when you haven't seen each other for a while. Like you guys are over there, but we're talking about meeting up at some point, you know? Um, and so that kind of, yeah, helps to solidify it. And then we'll get together and laugh and eat together and, yes. you know, have fun and, 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 and stuff. So it'll be, it'll be another level, I guess. 
another level. Thank you. Yeah. I was thinking drop in the bucket, but no, you know, <laughs> drop in the bucket of friendship, you know. <laughs> um, so I think it's it's really helpful in that way, meeting up at some point. I like that. And and you know, I so I, I say thanks to you, Kaliads. Um, not just for your friendship, not just for your love, but for showing us what Jesus' kindness looks like. That, that's what you guys have done in our life. You have, you have been there for us through the valley of the shadow of the pandemic. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because in, in, at some point during the pandemic, you guys were all we had. You know, we yeah. looked forward to Sundays like it was salvation day, you know, just uh, to be with you guys to laugh, to, you know, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I thank God for you. I, I don't know how else to say it, but, um, and to the viewers out there, this is, so Rebecca and Shan, they actually, they were our second interview and now they're our final interview. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to say to you viewers, you guys have been with us through these 33 episodes of wow. Bible and mass season two. Wow. Um, it's been precious. It's been amazing. We've had some, um, some just, you know, um, God filled encounters as people share their stories and their experiences. So you can go back, binge on the episode. Um, and again, God bless you so good. And thank you for the opportunity of having us in your living rooms, um, on your various devices and just being a part of your Sunday evenings. Yes, thank you. I want to say thank you also to the Calliards and also to Dexter for having me host your show. <laughs> working with you, it's been great. And um, that was the that was the deep no relationship. <laughs> good job, good job. <laughs> great having an experience together. And um, we also just want to thank our viewers for being faithful, watching in, because if we didn't have viewers, well, then it would be kind of, yeah. Anyway, so share okay. this, you know, we can, you can still watch it. And um, we are going to say um, goodbye to our, our episodes of our Bible and Mast. And um, here we're getting all teary, like, <laughs> um, anyways, we want to um, just close here with a word of prayer. And I am going to ask, um, Rebecca, if you could um, just close and pray for Our us, please. Final prayer there. in all the episodes. We're Rebecca getting wow. <laughs> All right, all right. No pressure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> well, um, Father, we thank you so much for um, this ministry. We thank you for Bible Unmasked learning about your word through um, your word and through others as um, uh, the Thomases interviews others in these um, um, episodes. So we thank you for um, it being so real, you know, and, and practical in, in, um, in nature. And so as we close out in this last, or as they close out in this last episode, Father, I pray that it continues to bless others um, as they go back through um, YouTube, watching the videos and listening and just growing deeper and deeper in you. Um, thank you for the listeners who are constantly um, coming here to, to listen and watch and continue to bless the Thomases. 
um, as they continue through their journey. In Jesus' name. And you know what, Father? Those people who may be wanting friendship or deepening their friendship, I thank you for this word that helps us to give um, a, a pathway, if you will, on how to um, cultivate friendships and how to, to deepen them. Uh, help us to build um, relationships and to set boundaries as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Plantation Asia Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked.